Welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner. I believe in the power of sharing our experiences and knowledge with others, and when we do, we are creating ripples of impact around us. Each week, get ready for intimate personal shares, honest, relatable conversations, aha moments, and so much more. This space was designed to create empowerment, inspiration, community, and provide guidance to elevate those around us. I am so excited to have you here. Get ready and let's start creating ripples. Hello and welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner, and today I'm chatting with Haley Janae from California, and I'm here in Minnesota, and I'm so excited to have her on. She is a lovely soul that I got introduced to during Vibrant with Nikki, and I'm very grateful that our paths crossed because she is someone that's inspired me in her journey, which is why I felt like she had to come on and just share with all of you. And I know that you all are going to be totally drawn into her energy when you get to listen to her and hear what she has to say. So welcome, Haley. Thank you so much. I'm so excited uh, to just be here. I've listened to so many of these podcasts of yours and it's just an honor to be on one of them. So yay. I'm so, I'm so excited for everyone to hear your story. And we got to chat a little bit beforehand. And I think what was fun was we were, you know, talking about like our experiences and the things that we're navigating right now in our own lives. And I'm excited to bring that up again and just share that with other people because sometimes we can feel like we're navigating at things alone. And oftentimes if we can remind ourselves what's personal is universal, like so many other people are probably going through the similar things that you and I were talking about. So I'm excited to get into that, but to start, I'd love for you to share what led you to California and that journey that got you to where you are physically and probably like soulfully as well today. Amazing. Okay. So I actually am from California, but I am from Northern California. Um, I'm from a little small town called Santa Cruz. It's like filled with skaters and surfers and hippies. And I started dancing actually at the age of two. So I've been dancing my my whole entire life. I'm still a dancer. And that's what actually brought me to LA. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a professional dancer. And that's kind of the path that I always let was led on. Um, so here I am in LA. I moved here straight out of high school and started my dance career from there. But I have always been super interested in self-development as well. Like ever since I was 14 years old, I was like the kid in school uh, reading the four agreements instead of Harry Potter, um, like all my friends were. And I don't know why I was so pulled to self-development, but I just found myself always searching for like the bigger picture of things. And I kind of let that translate into the way I connected to dance. So dance was like my way of um, kind of self-expressing and allowing myself to unravel emotionally through that. Um, So once I got to LA, my love of dance was it, it was the same, but it kind of shifted because in LA, you have to fill, fit this mold to be a certain type of way 
in the dance industry. Like they want you to look a certain way. You get cut because you don't have the right hair color. Um, maybe you're not skinny enough. Maybe you're not um, curvy enough. It's really um, different. And I had always just let my talent take me forward or my passion take me forward in dance. But when you get here, it's really different. It's really about the looks. So I felt like I had to kind of fit this mold of who I needed to be to book jobs, to make a living out here. And so that was really hard on me. And I feel like dance always connected me to my intuition but then when I moved here, I had to completely change that and change like my directions with um, like my intuition wasn't really a factor anymore. I had to really listen and put my focus onto what do I need to be for others and how do I need to show up for others um, so that I can fit in so that I can book jobs. And that really strayed me off path. And I ended up just in the wrong relationships and um, going through a lot of learning curves in my life. And I'm, I'm 25 now, and I've kind of, kind of gone, gotten over the hump of that, but yeah, I really was just on this search for finding my intuition because, or just connecting to my intuition, because I was really looking outside of myself for what I wanted in my life. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, who I wanted to work with. I just looked at my friends and basically the, the closest people to me, they seemed fulfilled. And so I was like, I looked at their life and I was like, okay, well, they're fulfilled. They're happy. So if they're happy, maybe I should just do what they're doing and I'll be happy too. Mm -hmm. And I would go on this constant cycle of following the people around me and then end up at the end of the day, so unfulfilled and so disconnected from who I was. And I feel like it was really quarantine that led me towards myself and led me towards kind of pausing and asking myself, okay, what am I really doing here? Like, yes, I've been dancing my whole life. Yes, I love it so much. Um, but where is my, like, what is my approach? Like, where's my authentic self within, within my dance career? And how can I start to implement that in my real day-to-day -day life and how is how can it be different from the people around me because I didn't want to be like everybody else um so yeah I I had always been super into spirituality I've been super spiritual my whole life but I never really allowed myself to dive into anything other than dance I've always been put into this I put myself in this box of like you're just a dancer you that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life um you can't really branch out into new, new endeavors but I ended up finding this mentor Nikki Novo and she's a spiritual mentor who teaches people how to connect to their intuition and I was like okay I'm not going to tell anybody about this, but I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the course. Um, and basically once I started, I didn't want to stop. And mm. I, I went into it and by the end of it, I didn't even know that I would be giving readings to people, but basically I connected so well into my intuition that I give readings now and I know how to read energy and I know how to do energetic healings. And I really work with the chakra system. And it's so crazy because now when I tell people that I do this work, um, they're like, oh my God, of course, like that, 
that makes so much sense with who you are and what, how you've always been. Cause I've always been like a nurturing person. And, um, I feel like I've been doing this kind of incognito way, like just intuitively without mm. having the structure of it almost with my friends and stuff, but now I'm doing it. And I had no idea that I would fall here, but now I'm in LA and not only am I a dancer, but I'm also an intuitive guide. And I, I'm doing healings and readings for people. I'm just helping people connect to their own intuition. So that's my story. <laughs> Yay, that's amazing. And there's so many parts of your story that I want to unpack. And what I think is so cool is for you to recognize at a young age, your desire for something different than what other people were doing. Like you gave the example of like Harry Potter versus the four agreements. And as you continued on in your story, like you made that recognition early on, but then when you made that move to LA, that different part of you, it sounded like it's, it's hard, right? Like you're being told, we need you to do this. Mm -hmm. Technically, like you're moving out there. I mean, not technically you did move out there to grow and make it a profession. And so you're being told like, we need you to do this. And it's hard, I'm sure to navigate like that doesn't feel true to who I am and the person that I know that I am, but I also want to be successful in my career. And so for you to navigate through those waters of trying to figure out, you know, how do I stay true to Haley, but also make this a career? Did you allow yourself to recognize, okay, maybe I'm true to me outside of where I'm trying to get hired in a specific role? Or did you feel like, because you were having to fit into a mold within your career that that almost started to translate into your life and you lost sight of who you are even in the day-to-day totally I I feel like I kind of hit a rock bottom it was like nothing else mattered but connecting back to my roots and the depths of my being because I had fallen so far away from who I was because I was so deep in the industry and I was doing jobs that like, yes, they were exciting and they, they would look really good on my resume and sound really cool to tell other people, but I was so unhappy and I felt so undervalued. Um, and I also was just undervaluing myself. So I was just, obviously that was just translating into my external life. So I think I got to a point where I was just like, so unhappy that I was like, okay, I don't even care if I need to take a pause for a moment. Like I still danced, but I was like, I need to like really do some inner work right now. I need to connect with what I love, what gifts I have and what I want to do. Like what's really important to me and how can I translate, or even, even if it's the smallest things that I could do in my day-to-day to start to translate those priorities of mine into the life I already have. And so it was really just a mindset shift that I had to, I had to take. And I remember just meditating a ton and, um, talking to friends about these things and journaling. I journaled like every single day, like three pages a day, just trying to get my thoughts out and really get clear on who I was because I was still so young when this happened. I feel like this happened about two years ago. I was like 22, 23. And you, I mean, at the same time, I was so afraid. Like I, I, I thought my whole life was going to change from that. I was like, I, if I change this right now, I'm 
like, what if I don't dance anymore? Like I, everything, it felt like everything was kind of crumbling, but I'm actually so happy that it did because it ended up building me up in the end to meet more aligned people in the dance industry that I, I know now, like the people who I was working for back then, I was so, I was so undervalued and I was, I wasn't treated the way that I am treated now, but the people that I've met now, I, I'm with so much more aligned people, but that only happened because I did the inner work. I, I meditated. I, I got really clear on who I was and I'm still doing it to this day. I, it's, I feel like we're going to be doing this. Everybody's doing this unraveling for the rest of our lives. We're just getting more clear on the more, the more we get clear on who we are, the more we're going to fine tune what we want in our lives and how to build that in our external reality. So yeah, I feel like it was just building a practice. It was just building a practice of how to, how do I connect to myself? And, and, and that didn't, didn't mean that I had to adopt a uh, certain, I guess, practices that other people were doing. I, I remember like watching a bunch of YouTube videos of like morning routines and like figuring like, like, where do I even start? I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, and then you kind of just get a flow of like, you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I kind of pick and choose what I like and what I don't really resonate with. And honestly, journaling and meditating for me and honestly, just um, yoga and like moving my body the way that it wanted that I wanted to instead of structurally, like I had my whole entire life of like, oh, I, I'm doing this move. It was like letting my body to just flail like a child and do whatever <laughs> it wanted. Like that was actually a really big part of my healing process. I, I feel like. Um, so just really bu building a practice of, okay, today and every day moving forward, I'm going to take at least 10 minutes to connect to myself and, mm -hmm. and what I want. So, yeah, I think that's, that's what I did. Well, and how empowering to be able to step back. And as you said, take a pause for yourself to redirect because we can lose ourselves in our career because, career in our minds is stability and we need stability in life is what yeah. we feel and so at times for many of us at some point in our career whether this has already happened or perhaps it happens in the future we lose sight of what is true to us and who we are because we get so sucked into this idea of I need financial stability. I need financial stability. And then when we're able to pause like you did and step back and be like, but wait, at what cost am I willing to continue to lose myself? Because it's really easy to get sucked in and continue down this unhappy pathway just because we feel like we need to have some sort of financial income or we need some sort of stability or we need to have X, Y, and Z to be viewed as success. But it's so important that more and more people, like you said, are having this unraveling of like, but at what cost? At what cost is it worth it to have these things that our country views as success? It's like more and more people, I think, are having that awakening of unhappiness is not worth these other things. And so we have to be willing to take a pause. And I love the tips that you shared of 
mindset shifts and meditating and journaling and allowing yourself to step back and really get real with yourself and ask the tough questions of, is this in alignment with who I am and who I want to be? And if the answer is no, it's probably freaking scary. If it's something that you feel like for you, like, well, I want to be an answer, but like what I'm doing is if this isn't in alignment and not really knowing what that means, but knowing that something had to change and you were willing to figure out what needed to happen. And now in that moment, you were probably like, I don't know, but being unhappy isn't it for me. And you made these changes. And now you can look back and see, thank God I did. Cause it got me to where I am. Like you shared, you have these people surrounding you that truly support you and value you. And that's mm-hmm. so important shifts have to happen and they're going to need to be small to start. Like it's not going to be like, yep, I'm living on an alignment and all of a sudden everything is super happy. I'm sure in your process, you can share like it was a wave of up and down and up and down. And when you were in that thick of it, of making those small changes and instilling those habits, what were you feeling and how did you continue to navigate that and continue forward? Because I'm sure it's also easy to be like, maybe I just go back. Maybe there is no forward. And so how did you keep moving that needle in that right direction? I, I, you're exactly right. I, it was definitely an, uh, a wavy process where it was ups and there was downs. And I feel like quarantine is, is obviously traumatic. It, it was, it really allowed me to because no, it allowed me to really allow myself to pause and give myself permission to pause too, because not only was I not working, but nobody was working and all my friends weren't working. So I didn't have somebody, um, to look at and be like, oh, well, they're doing those jobs or they're doing these things. Um, that means I should want to do those things. So I feel like that was the perfect moment for me to take a step back and completely separate myself from, the people around me who I felt like I needed to copy. And um, it really wasn't easy. Like I I remember being in quarantine and I had like four other roommates and my boyfriend at the moment, we were all in our, our place and we all had our own different routines. And it would, I, I, I even found myself sucked into their routines sometimes because obviously you're in a household, you're kind of like, feel like a family. We eat our meals together Um, and stuff like that. So whenever I felt like I was falling back into those, those patterns of almost codependency in a way, I would just be alone. I would go in my room and I would listen to music and I would meditate and I'd be like, okay, I'm committing myself to this. And sometimes I'd fall off. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like I, there were moments, um, even weeks that I completely abandoned myself, but just because it was such a hard time, but I'd always come back. And that was my promise to myself. And I feel like that's just a devotion that we need to make to ourselves is no matter how far I may stray away from myself, I always come back. And what's going to bring me back? You know, like what are the reminders that I have or what are like the trigger points inside of me that don't feel good almost? It was like, okay, if I know like in my gut, I'm not feeling very good right now um, about myself, I'm having um, negative self-talk happening. What does that mean that I need to do for myself right now? And I've kind of figured that out as I went 
I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not treating myself very nice, nicely when I'm in my mind, when I'm alone in my thoughts. So that means I need to get back to, to writing. I need to go back to journaling. Um, I need to clear my mind. What can I do? And I, and I, I really just honed in on that. I think it was just a constant process and it, it happened slowly, but surely that's for sure. It, it wasn't a fast process. It didn't, it wasn't an immediate turnover. I feel like it took me maybe a year or two to really get the hang of it and get grounded in who I was. And yeah, I, I feel like at a point I even was like, oh, I, I found myself. I know who I am. And then all of a sudden, like something else would come up in my life that would completely twist and turn me over that I was like, oh my God, okay, I know nothing. Like I need to ground all over again. <laughs> um, so, and it's, and it continues to happen in my life today, you know, and I think it's just the constant showing up for ourselves that happens. You have to be your own cheerleader, really, because like I didn't have I think the only support system I had was like my mom, my boyfriend and my best friend. So three people in my life and everybody else, you know, in my life, especially like my family, they would look at me and be like, you're just a freelancer. Like, oh, you're a dancer. Like, what's your backup plan? And that scared me. I was like, I don't have a backup plan. Like, I... I just want to dance. I want to do what I love. And I think that, you know, this reminds me, like, I think dance set me up really, really well to make such a, or feel like I can make such a risk, but just because I don't know what I'm going to make monthly, I I'm, I'm a gig to gig worker. And I was like, okay, well, what have I got to lose? Like, I, like if I'm do if I'm making this much every month, which is not a lot being a dancer, and I'm still unhappy. Like I have to change something because I don't want to be doing, doing it like this for the rest of my life. I want to be doing my passion. If I'm going to do what I love, I'm going to do what I love and really go for it and, and be myself fully through it and lay my, my heart on the table for the, for the world mm. and leave behind something that I'm proud of instead of just being the dancer who's struggling because that's always what we're seen as. Um, but it's definitely not how it needs to be. And I think in, if you're in any um, career, that's something that you should hold with you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what stability it brings you. If you're unhappy, you need to ground with yourself and, and really ask yourself the hard questions, like you said. Mm. Yeah. As you were sharing, I think it's I mean, it is such a great reminder of no matter where you're at in your career, if you're unhappy, is that worth it? Like our career is where we spend most of our hours in our days. So if we're unhappy there, ask mm -hmm. yourself, is this worth it? And like, be willing to make the change and figure out like, where do your values align? Because I, I think one thing that I personally know a lot of people that struggle with is this idea of like the value of wealth being the end all be all. And I also work in a career that is not super, I wouldn't say I'm making all of the money in the world, but I love what I do. And you're expressing that too, of like, you love what you do, but when you were in a space of unhappiness, you realized something needed to change. And when you were sharing your story, I'm reading the book, Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. Mm -hmm. 
And she learned to like, she picked up dancing in her twenties and just like wanted to learn to dance and had no intention of like being like a professional dancer, but she ended up like picking it up and really liking it. And I'm probably going to butcher part of the story, but she really enjoyed doing it as more of like teaching people and like working out dancing with all these people and then Missy Elliott came to New York to like cast for her music video and she shared this story about how she like went to try out and she was like holy crap I can't pick up a routine this quickly like I these people have been training and training and they can see a routine and they have it and they did it and she's like I literally waited for two hours to go up and audition and left before I even auditioned because I was like this isn't for me and she's like I went home and I thought about it and I was like is that the type of dancing that I want to do like I I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Like you want to get in the music videos and you want to do these things. And she's like, but then I had to really get real with myself. Like, that's actually not where I find the joy in doing this. I picked up dancing because it's fun and I'm not trying to be a professional dancer. And so she had to realize like, wait, I'm going to go down a different path with this, even though it might not make sense to everyone else in the dancing realm or in whatever career you're in. And it's like such a great reminder of we have the opportunity to be the first person to pave that path. It might not be like everybody else and that's okay. Even though it's really freaking scary to do, that was a really roundabout way of telling the story, but like, even though it's scary to do, if we're feeling unhappy or unaligned, know that we can pave our own path and it might be really scary and might be really unclear for a while but like if you can keep at it things can continue to open and new doors will be there for you but if you just stay where you're feeling boxed in you don't know what opportunities are out there waiting for you to find them no and and that it's so funny that you're saying this because I feel like this really coincides with the work that I do now because in my in the work that I do I'm looking into the soul, right? We're looking into the energetic body, what, what blocks are in there, but as well as the soul's purpose, like I'm able to go into the soul and ask like, what, like, what does this soul want to do? Why did it come here in the first place? And what I've learned is that when we follow our joys and it's those small decisions and choices that we make every single day that completely shift and change our path because obviously we have free will and, and obviously our soul will come here for a purpose, but that purpose is so much broader than just a career path. Um, it's really about the heart and what does the heart want? And I love that you were talking about her, but she was like, okay, I want to dance, but like this path of dance was not what I intentionally even came here for. So I'm going to follow what my heart wants and I'm going to stray a little bit over on over this way. And that's exactly what we all need to be doing at all times. We need to follow our joyful moments because that's our intuition talking to us. The way that our intuition speaks to us is through our joys. It's through our inspirations and, and through our desires, really like whatever you personally desire, obviously what you desire, Alex is going to be some completely different from what I desire. You know, they might coincide in in little ways, but ultimately that's why your path is going to be so different from mine. And that is what makes it so beautiful. Mm. And we have to, that's what helps us fine tune our purpose, our path, 
Um, and it's, and it's not like we need to figure it all out. Like I remember sitting myself down and being like, what is my purpose? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? And that's not the point. The point is what do I love and how can I start to implement that into my day-to-day life? I'm, I'm super in, um, another part of my passion is, is just lifestyle, like how you live your life. And I, and I've been always super, super intentional of how, um, my day runs and how I fit those little small moments of joy into my day and and how I can honestly just implement it into every single thing that I do. You know, even as, as annoying as it is to wash my dishes, I want to find joy in that. I want to love my life. I want to wake up every morning feeling like I have purpose. Like I woke up today and that is a really big deal. And honestly, that should be enough for us. Like, even if, if, even if you're in a job, that's, not very fulfilling, how can you switch your mindset into being in that higher state, that higher self of like almost that higher consciousness of seeing everything from a bird's eye view of your life and finding happiness within all of that. And honestly, once we do that, once we completely shift what's in what's inside of us and start to follow those joys, everything external starts to shift and it it, it will really blow your mind. Um, I remember when I started to do the inner work, um, all of a sudden relationships would fall off and uh, that weren't serving me, that weren't um, really really meeting me 50-50. And all of a sudden I started meeting people that were super aligned with who I was and, and where I want to go. And then all of a sudden opportunities would just fall into my lap. And then whenever I would fall back into those bad habits, all of a sudden, um, my external reality would start to mirror that as well. And it's really funny. Like we have so much power with our choices and with how we see and perceive our life and how we perceive the world. Um, And I think that's such a beautiful thing. It's so, it's so, it's such an important thing to know our power. Everything is in our hands. Everything is in the way we think. And that like literally the way we think and how we perceive things will completely determine how our life ends up panning out and how do you want how do you want it to pan out how do you want to live I have a few questions first off I love that and I think it is such a reminder of how can we bring joy into the day-to-day into the little things that we're doing and allow ourselves to feel that in our soul and in our hearts. But I'm curious for you when you're having days that feel challenging or sadness or stress or anxiety, what works for you in those days to be able to find moments of joy or do days like that look a little bit different where you let yourself feel what you need to feel in those moments? I truly allow myself to feel it because I've had days where it's been so hard and I try to resist it and I try to control it. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to do all this and I'm, and I'm going to make myself feel better. And it never worked, you know? So the days that I'm feeling really low, I tell myself, I put my hands on my heart and I'm just like, okay, whatever you need to feel today, I'm going to let you feel but I'm not going to let you spiral. I'm not going to let you fall so deep into this that I lose you. 
I'm going to be super aware. So even when I was like crying, even when I was going through the, the hard, the hardest thoughts, the hardest parts of my life, I would see it almost from a bird's eye view, almost seeing it from my higher perspective, my higher self and being like, okay, you know what? Haley's going through this right now. We're going to let her feel it. She has emotions. She's in this human experience, feeling the things. And tomorrow we'll pick back up. We'll see where she's at tomorrow. And I would literally look around, like I would sit and pause and I would look around me and be like, okay, well, what, what can I find? Like, what, what can I be grateful for right now? Like, okay, I have clothes on my back. Like, I really love that I have plants in my, in my home. I have a meal in my belly. Like I have everything that I need. So I'm just going to let myself feel, feel what I need to feel. Journal my thoughts down. I, I definitely recommend putting um, those feelings into some form of expression. So moving my body feels so good. I love, I love using the body to release energy. So even if that's shaking or putting on a really good song and putting my headphones in and just like running around my place or going for a walk outside, just moving the energy um, in general, because that energy needs to flow somewhere. And the more that we resist it and the more that we try to control it, um, the more that it's just going to stay stagnant in our system. And I find that so often in the readings that I do, people are not letting themselves feel, they're not letting themselves release um, that stagnant energy. And I really think it needs to be um, more of a practice. Like even every morning I've, I've and, and, and using preventative practices too, like every morning I throw on a song, like a happy song and I just move my body. I just, I just dance for one song. That's it. And then I can get my day started and it, and it really resets my mind and allows me to connect to my breath easier and just my body in general, because I feel like when I'm in, so in my head, that's when I'm the most emotional. And that just means I need to get back into the body. Mm. I will say ever since I went to one of Nikki's workshops and she had us just dance for a song, I try to do that at least once a day at some point, because it seriously is so energizing and freeing to just move your body, no constraints, however you want by yourself, pick a song, like you said, and just like shake it out, have fun with it. And when you're done, like I feel energized, I feel connected, I feel grounded. It's like this really freeing and beautiful thing that we all have access to do that can really allow us to just shift into our day and drop in and feel like a little bit more, I don't even know what the right word is, but like every time I'm done moving around like that and just like letting myself have fun, I just feel free and like, like, I don't want to say grounded, but like connected to who I am. And I just feel lighter a little bit. Like I let go of anything that maybe was like coming with me from the day before and I'm stepping into this fresh new day. Completely. And, and I think that dance is so healing, you know, and even, even just working out, like if you don't feel like you want to dance right now, like do a, do a good cardio workout or even just a quick, like 10 pushups. Like sometimes I'll just do 10 pushups, um, and feel so much better, but, and, and, and honestly, dance will completely change the way that you see yourself as well. Like not only will it connect you so deeply to who you are, but I feel like 
dance for me. Like, yes, I've been a dancer my entire life, but I remember like going to, this is kind of off topic, but I remember going to parties with like my, my non-dance friends will say, um, and they would just like dance and like kind of bop their shoulders and do whatever their, their body wanted to do to the music. Whereas I was so structured. I was like, oh, I have to do like dance moves that I've learned in dance class. And so I didn't know how to, how, I didn't know how my body liked to move really um, authentically. And I remember it was during quarantine um, and during that whole healing process that I was like, okay, I'm just going to dance and like, let myself flail. And I was really, and it looked so bad. Like if you would have had, like, if you were a fly on the wall, you would have been laughing because I literally looked like a child flailing around my apartment, like shaking my head and my arms and my hands and my feet. But the more that I just let it let loose, I felt like I started to really tap into the authentic part of myself that was like, it doesn't matter how I look, you know, like this just feels good and feeling good matters way more than looking a certain way to people. And honestly, that's a beautiful metaphor for how we should live our lives, like feeling good in our lives. It shouldn't matter what it looks like on the outside to people, what our lives and how we live our lives looks like to outer to people outside of us. As long as it feels good, if it feels aligned with you, go for it. That is what you're meant to do wholeheartedly. Mm. Isn't it crazy to think about how we feel as though we are supposed to live our lives a certain way? Yeah. Like every part of our lives, our career, not specifically, but like a career path is meant to be a certain way. You work at a company, work your way up. That's what you do. You need to hit financial goals. You need to have kids. Like we have like these things that we are told we're supposed to do a certain way. When if we actually, I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like how messed up it is that we have been told we have to hit x y and z to feel successful to fit in to be in this box when that's not true at all none of us were designed to want to do the same things none of us were designed with the same passions the same talents the same desires and the more we can start to really question that and realize there is no one certain way there is no right way the only way is truly being who we are and living our authentic path and that's fucking scary because it goes so innately against what we have been told since we were born but the more of us that can unleash that power of being authentic to ourselves and start to do that it shows others that it's okay to live in an authentic way and to go against what we've been told we're supposed to do. And the more of us that like continue to make that shift and step into our power and into our light, it literally shows other people they can do it too. And I think there's going to be more and more people waking up to this of like, wait, I don't think I actually want to work in finance. I just was told as a young age, like I'm going to work in finance or there's, there's all these different examples that I can think of. And it's like really getting real with ourselves of like, who am I and what do I want? 
not what do other people want for me, not what society wants for me. What do I want for myself? Completely. I think you nailed it on the head. And I love what you said, how, how we all have different desires and that's so on purpose. It's so on purpose. Um, and I feel like you don't even need to do like, like your career does not have to be a perfect mirror of what your purpose is. Like some people are in finance who love finance, but also they have other passions on the side that make them feel just as joyful, you know? Um, and I think that's like a really big misconception is that your purpose has to align with your career. Um, and yes, sometimes that does happen, but it doesn't always have to be the case as long as you feel good where you are, that's only going to translate into what you're further going to do. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of career, sh- there's, there's always career shifts happening for those of us who, um, we're like real, okay. If I'm, if I was in finance, let's say I would be really unhappy there, but let's say I was doing it for a moment. And all of a sudden I shifted my energy. I'm in finance, but I shifted my energy from being super like unhappy in that job to really being grateful every day. And like, kind of changing the way that I perceive my job and how I, and, and not attaching myself to the job itself. Like we, we can't um, define ourselves from what we do as in our workplace. Um, if I completely shifted my energy within that job, something new could completely take over and an opportunity will just fall in my lap that better aligns with that energy that I just shifted and I'll move into something new, just, um, organically. And that happens so, so often to people when you shift your energy, everything starts to change outside of yourself. So I think that's really important to those of us who feel like we're in a job that we hate. We feel like shit all the time, start to shift your energy and see what happens. Just play with it. Just see. And that doesn't mean like, okay, that, I'm going to be happy. If if I'm happy in this job, that means I have to stick to it for the rest of my life. No, that does not. That's not the case. Once you start to shift your energy and start to really align with who you are and what you want, those, um, your desires will start to change anyways. And all of a sudden different interests will start to spike, spike inside of you. And once you start to follow those, all of a sudden you'll end up on this whole new path that you didn't even, um, that you couldn't have even, um, predicted. And it's so amazing how life just unravels like that for us. Nothing is ever set in stone. Everything is constantly changing. And that's something that we need to start embracing. I think that um, we can get so caught up in trying to control our life and control how things go and how things pan out. The only thing that we should be controlling is how we feel inside and how we perceive our life. And how we live our life, um, because that's really the only control we have, and everything will pan out and be taken care of outside of that. We don't need to worry mm-hmm. about doing anything extra. And I think that's something super important that I didn't learn for a really long time. I thought I needed to do everything right. I thought I needed to really just or, or like stick it out almost and mm-hmm. and make myself miserable, um, but really. I just needed to be happy and, and give myself permission to be happy. And then after that, all of a sudden I was given permission to try new things. And then it just kept unraveling and giving myself permission and more permission and more permission to do and do more, 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 more of what feels good. Mm. (laughs) When you were talking about the, 
the purpose and career, I think that's a really great thing to just note of we might feel called to do something and it might not necessarily line up that that's what we do within our career. But I think what's so important and what I want people to really think about and walk away with is really getting real with what they view as success, right? It doesn't necessarily mean like you need to step out of your career or you need to move across the country, but it's like really asking yourself, like, what do you desire in your life? Because we are told a certain image for success and like that we are supposed to want these certain things. And sometimes we lose sight of like, well, wait, is that actually what I want? And so it's like really being able to discern that, right? Like, am I in a career that like I want to be in? It might not be where your purpose lies and you can dive into your purpose in different facets of your life, but is it a career you want to be in? And if it's not, make a shift. Don't stick, the, like Haley was saying, don't stick it out because you feel like you're supposed to, like get real with yourself of like, where does your happiness lie? And I'm curious, Haley, your thoughts because I think this does tie into this. And you had talked about earlier how you had found yourself and discovered who you are. To you, what does it mean to find yourself and know who you are? I think that who you are is embodying the highest parts of ourselves. And I know the higher self can, that, that phrase can be thrown around a lot. But I think once you find who you are, you just know what you love and you're, and you're unapologetic about it. And you allow yourself to just make every move in your life with that mentality with like, whenever I feel the most aligned and when I feel closest to myself, I feel super connected to my heart and what really matters to me. And I really love what you said about purpose and how it doesn't need to like you you think that you want to have the car and the house and the husband or whatever whatever it might be for you instead really getting clear on what you want like for me yes like I want financial stability but like within that what do I want I want freedom I want freedom I want peace I want ease in my life and I want expression. Like those are some of the biggest priorities in my life. And I think that knowing those for myself, make me feel closest to myself and make me feel like, okay, I know who I am. I know what I want. And that is, that is my superpower. So once we figure out what we want, what we really want, and even if like you think like, okay, well, I want the car. Like what, what about the car? What, what about it is going to like, what are the feelings it's going to bring you? Um, because the whole, the whole reason we're here in this human experience is to feel emotion and allow that emotion to play and, um, become almost like 3d, like we're in this 3d realm to create, it's, it's like bringing the emotions into the three, three dimensional realm with, with things that we love and, you know, the car and money are just extensions of freedom. You know, they mirror freedom, just like family and love, it, it mirrors connection and wholeness and fullness. And same with so many other things, you know, I feel like the, like even nature is, is such a amazing reminder constantly of, of lessons that we need to learn 
of, of, of how we, how the world works, like the cycles of life and change. I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but I feel like just knowing who you are is knowing what you want and owning that mm. and letting it be different from what other people want. I love that. And it's true. Being who you are is, I mean, you have to do the inner work to discover like, who am I? What do I want? And that takes time and consistently showing up for yourself and trying on different things so that you can reconnect back with who you are. And it's a journey, right? Like we're probably going to always be looking to discover who we are as we shift and grow, but coming back to that self and who you are at your roots and who you've always been and shedding the layers of the world around us it it takes time but it is such a beautiful process and when we can get connected with ourselves again and really feel rooted in who we are there is so much magic in that totally and I feel like we need to surrender as well to how that pans out exactly you know like maybe I think that having a house in, I don't know, like I'm going to live in this state. Like this is what, this is what's going to bring me happiness. I'm going to live in Washington, DC. I'm going to have this many kids. I'm going to do, this is my career. Like you might think of some things that like will bring you happiness or make you feel whole, but I challenge you to surrender all of that and only focus on the feelings that you want to feel. And you will be so surprised on how the, how those feelings will pan out. And honestly, it'll always be better than what you could ever imagine. We need it. We need to surrender control of how we think that we're, our lives are going to pan out or how we think happiness will manifest um, in our lives. And I think that's, that's just the way to do it. We have to find the feeling. That's the first step. Find the feelings we want to feel how, and, and what makes us feel closest to ourselves. And then just surrender and allow and be like, okay, I allow all of these feelings to just already be in my system. And automatically you're just going to attract those things tenfold. For you, when you stepped into the intention program that you did with Nikki Novo and I mean, you had to kind of surrender to be open to trying something totally new on and it led you into a path that you really didn't see coming, which you talked about in the beginning of the episode. I'm curious for you what that process was like. You know, with intuition, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from it was you have to stay curious and you have to stay playful and you have to almost have this childlike wonder with every single move you make within intuition. Like whenever I'm tapping into somebody's energy, I have to keep such an open mind because there's so many endless possibilities of what this person may be going through or what blocks might reside in their system. You know, we all have such different upbringings. We all have different paths. And so I think keeping an open mind was a really big tool that I learned from that program and just from honing in on my intuition in general, surrendering to whatever comes forward, whether I see, you know, when, let's say I pull your energy forward for a second, Alex, and I see purple all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, what does that purple mean to me? Like, I have to have an open mind instead of like pulling that purple forward and all of, being, all of a sudden being like, oh, that means nothing. Like I no, like that's stupid. Like I have to lean into it. And I think that just 
perfectly translate what we've been talking about this whole time is like lean in, let yourself lean into whatever, whatever is inspiring you, whatever makes you tick. Like, even if it sounds strange, even if it's um, taboo maybe, or, or something completely far from what you've been doing your whole entire life, just allow yourself to lean in and listen and see what happens. Cause that's really, that's really what all that I do. It's so funny. And it's so crazy. Like the more that I lean into my intuition and, and do these readings for people, the things that come up, I'm like, okay, this is going to sound crazy. And I say that sometimes when I'm in the readings, I'm like, this might sound a little funny, but this is what came up. And the person's always, those are always the things that the person's like, oh my God, that resonates so much. Like, oh my, or this happened in my family and that this connects to this. And I think that that like continues to blow my blow me away in my day-to-day life as well. When I allow myself to just be open and curious and childlike and playful, things just pan out the way they're supposed to. And I always end up so fulfilled in the end. Um, And so do the people around me. So I think that was keep an open mind and surrender and lean in. And you went in to that program for you to just get a better understanding of intention within yourself. And you came out of it realizing, wait, I think I meant to offer this up (laughs) for other people. And it's kind of like, we got to talking about this a little bit before we were recording, but it's like crazy when we start to realize like, wait, I think I'm supposed to do this thing. And the idea starts to come into mind and then it's okay. But like, now I actually like have to do this thing. Like I I see myself doing it, but it's actually taking the steps to put it out into the world. And that is scary to put ourselves out there. And when you realize like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do readings for people, but how did you get yourself to actually announcing to people I am doing this because saying it and doing it is totally different things completely I cannot tell you I was so afraid because my entire life I I was 24 when I started uh when I became certified in this intuition work and everything before then I was a dancer and that's all anybody knew me as and so to completely just shift, not completely shift because I was, always, I'm always going to dance, but to allow myself to be also somebody new and, and have another passion on the side, um, was so terrifying because I thought it was going to completely change the way people saw me. I thought people were going to judge me. I thought people weren't going to take me seriously. All of those fears came up and it took me months before I finally got the courage to launch my, my readings and my offerings. And honestly, it was investing in a program like Nikki Norenberg's where you, I mean, she really guided us through so much of um, just figuring out what, what inside of us is meant to be seen in the world and how we can, we're, we're allowed to be proud of that. And we're supposed to be proud of, of that. And we have gifts and there's nothing that we need to change inside of ourselves before we make that leap and we expose ourselves to the world because actually, because that's what it felt like. It felt like I was exposing like a part of myself that was in darkness for so long. Like it was, like I said, in the, like earlier, I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this intuitive work at first. Like I literally told my boyfriend and that was it because I was so afraid. 
of what, of how I'd be perceived. And I was just like, I just want it to be close to me. And then all of a sudden, yeah, this like deeper meaning came out of it. And I was like, I didn't know that I was supposed to do this. Okay. Well, this is terrifying because I know that I have, I have these duties to fulfill now. Like the universe is literally telling me I ha- there are people out there who need my help and people who, who need my light. And I remember even like crying some days because I, I wanted to help people so bad, but I was so afraid that I was like holding myself back from allowing myself to be available to them or, or just like putting myself out there. And I would just, it was just like this crying process, this like mourning of like, I'm never going to be able to help people if I don't put myself out there, but I'm so scared to put myself out there. But I think it was the support system of Vibrant that really, really helped me just do it, you know? And, and that it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. I remember there was, I didn't even know when I was going to launch my program. I remember I had planned, I got, I, I got certified in my intuitive work in December of 2021. And I didn't launch until May of 2022. That's not, yeah. So it took, it took me like almost like what, six months to do it. But I remember I didn't even know that I was going to do it. And one week I was like, okay, this is the week. I don't know why, but I, I have to just do it. I don't know why, but I'm just going to make a a video. I'm going to post it and like, see what happens. And I was so pleasantly surprised at how well received it was like, I think when we are making big leaps like this, yes, of course, there's always going to people be people who don't agree with what we do. Um, there, I still find people who don't agree with what I, what we do, but we need to be so sure of what, of who we are and so sure of what we want to do and our passions almost like I, I, I feel like when I did launch, what, what grounded me was my desire. I was just like, Mm. I want to help people, you know, like, I just want to help people. And even if I help one person throughout my entire career of this, uh, or or my entire endeavor of doing this intuitive work, if even if I help one person, like that's what I meant to do. So I'm going to post this and let's see what happens. And I was so well well received and I was, I was given so much love and it reminded me that like, okay, when I, when I follow what I am meant to do, I'm going to be so supported. Mm. It's beautiful. And I got like chills when you were talking about how you wanted to help so badly, yet being so afraid to put yourself out there because I personally like can relate to that a lot. And I think coming back to like you said of your desire for you was wanting to help people and making our desires bigger than the fear is what's Mm going to be allowing us to take that next step forward. And like you said, you said you were surprised at how like loved you were and received like the positive receiving energy. And it's like in your head, that's probably not what you were envisioning. No, we tell ourselves, we shit talk ourselves, right? We're like yeah. the worst things and what the likelihood of that happening, like slim to none, but we like to be like so hard on ourselves. And yeah. so I think what you talked about is just reminding yourselves if you're listening and you're someone that wants to do something, but for whatever reason, you're stuck in that paralyzed 
paralyzed state. Like, listen to what Haley said. Like, she was surprised. And I think oftentimes we're more surprised by how people show up and support us. And then there are always going to be people that don't get it. And that's okay. It's not Mm -hmm. our jobs to make other people get it as long as we are following our desire. And for you, your desire is to help people. And you're doing just that because you took action and you put yourself in a really vulnerable place, but you did it. And now here you are and you're serving other people. And how freaking cool is that? (laughs) Like you're doing it. I know it's so nuts. It, It still like boggles my mind. I can't even believe like I would have never thought a, two years ago I'd be where what doing what I'm doing right now, but it, it's so crazy. I, I'm constantly being surprised, and it's constantly unraveling, and just it's so exciting. It's so exciting to connect with people in a new way than just being a performer for me. You know, like I I usually connect through I don't connect through language usually. Uh, I'm usually just moving my body. And now I get to connect with people one-on-one and, and really dive into people's souls, which is something I've always loved to do, but now I just get to do it like times a thousand, you know, it's just on a completely another, a a whole new level. And Mm I, I'm, I could not be happier and yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. It's It's amazing. Thank you. And I'm proud of you. I think, you you know, we need to celebrate putting ourselves and, these vulnerable situations and doing the things that scare us because it's what allows us to grow. And sometimes we're going to put ourselves in vulnerable situations and it's going to be more than we can anticipate. And sometimes it might be the opposite, but we don't know until we try and it's being willing to show up for ourselves and following those hits in our gut that we know we're supposed to do, even if they scare us, because Mm -hmm. if we stay the same, we're not going to grow. Yeah, absolutely. My last question, which I say this every time, but it's so true. It's my favorite question to ask (laughs) is what is the ripple that you want to create? I just want to help people connect back to the deepest, wholest parts of themselves. That's really it. I love it. I can feel your energy and your passion like through the screen and you speak so beautifully. I think about how, okay, you also are a beautiful dancer, but (laughs) you speak just in a way that it just honestly flows out of you in this beautiful way. And I like, think about like, what if you hadn't started showing up and speaking out into the world? Nobody would get to receive what you have to say. We get to receive when we watch you move, but getting to hear you speak is a totally different way to come into your soul and connect with you. And I feel so grateful for our paths having crossed and to continue to watch you show up in all the different facets that you do. And I'm grateful that you stepped out of your comfort zone today and (laughs) recorded a podcast for the first time. It was so fun. And I, yeah, I just can't wait to see what is in store for you. And I would love for all of my listeners to be able to follow along as well. So where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. My at is Haley Janae. That's H-A-L-E-Y-J-O-N-A-E. That's me. Yay. 
thank, thank you, you so much. No, thank you so, so, so much for having me. This was so eye-opening. This inspires me so much. I feel like the more that I see such beautiful people sharing their voices like you and you're creating ripples with your voice and with your words, it just inspires me to do the same. And so I just can't wait to do this more with you and, and just to watch your journey too as well. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> Yay! I really can't thank you enough. No, this was amazing, Haley. I'm so, so happy that we did this. And to all the listeners, make sure you go follow along and definitely go watch some of her dancing because <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like I watch it and I'm just in awe, truly. You're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And until next time, let's go out and start creating ripples. Ripples.